Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking of Minds podcast. So in this episode we'll be speaking about the psychology or the psychological factors that influence mob violence and mob lynchings. Uh, we often see news reports of mob violence and we sometimes wonder why people uh, you know resort to these kind of violence. Sometimes violence that uh takes the lives of people or brings a lot of damage to property and lives. uh the definition of mob violence is you know it's it's a an act of violence committed by a group of individuals and these individuals may not even know each other uh, it can be happen it can happen that even perfect strangers become part of such a violent mob and they are often fueled by a shared mentality and 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 some kind of a loss of inhibitions uh inhibitions that would prevent them from doing uh, such things so these are these is, this is what a mob violence is and if we look at who are the people who are part of such violent mobs uh we may think that we may try to think that these are people who have some kind of a mental uh you know abnormality or people who are particularly violent but contrary to such you know a common perception people who are involved in mobs need not be necessarily violent or abnormal individuals they can be ordinary individuals just like you and me but there are factors certain factors that uh, increase the risk of a person being part of such violent mobs uh, you know that include a low self esteem or a history of violence in their upbringing or uh, you know having a dysfunctional family during the childhood and people who have high levels of hostility or hostile feelings towards people other people whom they think of as belonging to other groups uh, may also be more uh, susceptible to become part of mob violence but the thing to remember is that almost everyone can become a part of a violent mob given the right conditions and uh, you know the right motivation and there is also online forms of mob violence where even more uh, you know seemingly normal people can become part of a violent group of people who unleash some kind of violence online and it can happen in many ta- you know many ways such as uh, you know cyber bullying uh which is kind which has kind of uh, you know become a political weapon also in in, in places like india and uh, actions like doxing doxing is the, the malicious posting of private information of someone without their consent on the internet in order to uh bring some kind of uh, of a difficulty to them and online mob violence can also have severe consequences you know they can cause psychological trauma they can cause uh, damage to reputation they can even lead the victims of such violence to you know even to physical harm or even suicide so online mob violence is also something that has to be treated uh, very seriously now coming to the theories or the fact psychological factors that are related to such violence there is a theory called the emergent norm theory which is proposed by ralph turner and louis killian and uh, the emergent norm theory explains how norms on what is you know an acceptable behavior or what is not acceptable uh, uh, emerge in groups so you know if even indi- you know every individuals even you and me have uh, individually uh, you know decided norms on what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior but when individuals become part of a violent mob you know uh, such kind of of a group 
through the interactions within the group uh, you know a shared understanding of appropriate behavior emerges which can be very different from what is our personal norms you know so the group's norms on what is normal and what is uh, acceptable can override the individual inhibitions and it can contribute to group violence so you know uh, such norms can make Uh, you know every individual more violent than they usually are in their uh, you know normal life and then there is the anonymity which is uh, you know which which one gets when one is part of a group so when you when you become a part of the group you lose a, a, you know a, a part of your your individual identity and your responsibility and this is this is particularly true when you are part of an online mob even even for physical violent mobs you know there is this uh, anonymity and 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 uh, you know the the group mentality that helps us shed our inhibitions and act uh, you know or, or you know uh, do things that are normally you know we don't do so it is the same mentality that makes us dance in a group when we have or or when you know makes us dance in a dance floor where uh, you know the light is very low there is not much of uh, you know identification of yourself as an individual uh, the kind of things that we do when we are in a concert you know singing along with a singer which we may not do uh, when we are alone in in another place or in the uh, you know when when others are looking at you so this is the same kind of group mentality and anonymity that makes us do such things uh, it can also lead to uh, us doing violent things so what happens here is a process called deindividuation so you know it's a loss of self awareness and personal identity so you are no longer the the, the individual that you are but you are a, a small part of a mob or a group which has a common goals and a common you know common motivation and there is not much of a responsibility of yours or your own when when you do things which is called the diffusion of responsibility so when when you are when you are in a group and you do something uh, you know you feel that uh, the the responsibility is shared with everyone you know even if you are the one doing something you you have this this sense of the responsibility of whatever things you are doing is shared by everyone so that is what we call as you know the diffusion of responsibility so there is a diminished sense of personal accountability you are not much accountable to whatever you do you know you are doing this because you are a part of this group so that's called the diffusion of responsibility these are all factors that contribute to people becoming violent or being part of a uh, group violence there is also a desire to conform you know we all want to be accepted by others and when you identify with some kind of a group and you so uh, you know you want to be uh, accepted in the group so much and then the group decides to you know be violent online or offline to someone or to some group of people you you fear uh, you know being left out in the group if you are not part of whatever the group is doing so you have this desire of acceptance and that uh you know desire to be accepted by the group can also contribute to uh you know this diminished responsibility and going into violence and what groups do uh are a couple of things there is something called dehumanization of the victim so whatever you know whether the victim is a person or a group of persons we dehumanize the victims so this dehumanization involves you know perceiving the victim as 
you know less than human less human than you are and thereby justifying your violence so we can see that all around the world when when there is group violence uh, on marginalized communities you know there is a the trend of uh, you know using non human words to to describe the group of people such as you know them being locusts or or termites or you know those kind of things so termites are things that have to be get rid of so you don't feel uh, you know much shame or much uh, much of a prick of consciousness and uh, conscience when you uh, when you justify the violence against them or or uh, you know when you even take part in violence against them and dehumanization is part of something called the moral disengagement now moral disengagement is something that uh, albert bandura had written a lot about and you know it's uh, in fact it is a uh, you know it is a topic for another discussion altogether but dehumanization is a very important part of what we call as moral disengagement how we disengage from our own actions you know morally uh, when when we do things that are not moral or right according to our personal uh, you know standards and then there is prejudices against the vulnerable groups that exist in a society which will lead to uh, you know the chances of uh, people being violent against them so there have been studies done in india and pakistan which uh, you know find that lynching has uh, you know is a part of a process of marginalization in both these countries so there is widespread prejudices against certain sections of people so that uh, violence against uh, individuals or groups of these people are largely uh, you know uh, they they are normalized uh, you know within within ourselves we we even normalize uh, when we see uh, news of violence against people because we have some kind of a prejudice against them then there is a apathy of the state you know the state machinery is not very swift in uh, controlling such incidents uh, that is something that can embolden uh, the the people who do violence so there is a sense of impunity uh, that that fuels so that that encourages this kind of violence and there have been some strategies uh, some you know that that can help address such violence but we have to remember that uh, more violence and more lynchings are social issues or political issues uh, where individual remedies may not work but there are things that we can try to do such as uh, promoting critical and analytic thinking again, you know among people especially against you know among the young and the students so if we uh, have this culture of uh, you know more critical thinking and analytical thinking against people you know among people uh, it is likely that they will have better immunity uh, against the the kind of things that we talked about you know the diffusion of responsibility or uh, uh, you know the the individuation you know people can think out of such such trends they can be less uh, prejudiced against people and there is uh, uh, you know uh, the need to hold the perpetrators accountable uh, you know the state to be very vigilant against any kind of such incidents so that uh, you know these tendencies do not grow Uh, in groups there is also uh, it is very important to promote inclusion uh, you know against people let people know each other uh, you know let us let people not uh, you know conform to their own groups and be confined to their own opinions and you know break the 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 bubbles that happen especially within the social media and all you know break the bubbles and let people mingle and and that ideas uh, you know be spread uh, you know within each other and there is uh, you know uh, at the individual level we can 
use counseling and psychotherapy when people who are you know uh, more susceptible to be violent and all then if they need some kind of a mental health uh, support we can give that there is also kind of trainings that we can give to people such as conflict resolution trainings and perspective taking ex- exercises which uh, you know can help people think from out there outside of their own perspective to understand other people to understand differences and you know be more harmonious with each other so those kind of trainings can be given then there are also uh, you know some suggestions by uh, arvind verma uh, who is a department with the department of criminal justice at indiana university uh, he has uh, you know published a paper where he has given a lot of uh, you know practical tips that can be done by the state specifically such as uh, you know reminding people of rules and uh, you know the, the the repercussions of violent acts uh, target hardening which is uh, you know ac- you know limit the access to uh, to uh, you know uh, to potential victims and, and, and survivors and uh, reminding people of their individual identity uh, rather than you know being part of the group you know even when you know reminding that even if you are part of a group you are an individual and you have individual responses responsibilities and norms you know uh, reminding people of their individuality can also help uh, take them uh, you know away from group mentalities and there can be community mobilization and awareness programs uh, you know that can help people think outside of their narrow uh, you know narrow minded prejudices and uh, misconceptions so these are the things uh, you know the the psychological factors that have been proposed uh, which are related to incidences of uh, you know more violence and more lynchings hope you had something to learn from this episode and thanks for the listening